this week in Mormons Listener to our general conference recap for the Sunday morning session. It's the twin siblings, Matt and Alyssa. How are you doing, Alyssa? Good. It's fun to talk to you, Matt. We we don't usually talk conference. I know. You go I always see else. you on. Yeah. I usually go away for conference, but I always see you on Sundays. So yeah, this is right. new. Yeah. yeah, seeing you on a Sunday is not new. Yeah. But seeing you on a conference Sunday is new because oftentimes you're away doing, yeah. I don't know, more doing important fun things. things. Yeah, we. Yeah. It, I think conference is easy to listen to wherever you are. So often we go somewhere. But the weather this, this time around didn't cooperate. So it's all good. Hey, so let's get right into the recaps, Melissa, because I think that's let's a lot do. of fun to do. Um, tell me, tell me your favorite general conference talk from the session. Uh, definitely Sister Freeman was my favorite talk, which um, you know I'm not surprised pre- by. I was going to guess I know. that. You could have predicted that. Yeah. Well, I was expecting big things, but I also got big things. I, I thought it was great. The first thing I liked is, first of all, she talked and dressed like herself. Like it didn't seem like she'd been remade into this. Um, I don't know, this model of what we think women church leaders should look and dress and talk like. I thought it was great. Like she still spoke with authority and with a lot of spirit and reverence. Um, but, but she felt, I don't know, genuine to me. Uh-huh. Um, like she was her authentic self. Like she wasn't trying to be something she wasn't. Right, right, right. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, do you want me to tell you what I, what I wrote down from her talk? Well, no, at the beginning, I know I she was talking about walking. Oh, well ask your questions, obviously. <laughs> because, because I have really high expectations for her because everybody's excited about because she's like an influencer or something like that. And to me, well, she that's just not felt why I just think she has a I think I like her in general, but I don't know her as an influencer. But you're right. People do. Well, and she's like a public speaker and has books and does mm-hmm. like so I just yeah. expected maybe I had high expectations. I just she just seemed like any other general authority to me when she spoke. And so it didn't seem hmm. any different to me than anything else. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that her talk was because I predicted a big change, something big coming for young women's and that hasn't happened yet. Okay. Yet. There's still one more session. Um, but I liked that she spoke on a very simple and true doctrine, basically, basically talking about covenants, um, walking the covenant path, but I really liked her approach to it. I, Mm. I, I don't know. It just, it hit home with me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I like I think that she's from a younger generation of people um, right. speaking in general conference. And I think I don't know if she's older than us, but she's similar to our generation. And so a lot of the things that the new young women's general presidency says kind of hits home with me and probably people dealing with the challenges that I face in life. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it was good. Yeah, um, I liked at the beginning. I wrote this down that she said. Cause she was, she was going to walk the Jesus trail. Right. And, yeah. um, and she said, believing I could walk the trail broken. It was just like in the middle of a sentence, this little thing, believing I could walk the trail broken. And I thought, man, isn't that the message that we need that we don't have to be perfect to then turn to God and ask for his help. Right. Cause I think too many people think I have to repent a little bit and then I can start to walk the trail. And what she said is walk the trail broken. And then she talked about how Enoch yeah. was blinded by what was broken in him. Kind of kind of the same kind of an idea. And and I love that focus on this, that like you don't need to fix yourself before you turn to Jesus. 
I think it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I'm not going to say the thing about that story that annoyed me because I like to stay positive and we only have 15 minutes, but. But will you tell yes. me later? Obviously. Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you later <laughs> privately. That you and I good. have both been, we've been in various places with tour guides and tour groups. And I just uh-huh. pictured her as somebody in that situation that oftentimes <laughs> gotcha. I'm complaining at in those sorts of things. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds good. So, so my favorite talk, Melissa, was President M. Russell Ballard. Um, oh, because now I'm just guessing. Yeah. It seemed to me like because he cannot see that he didn't prepare mm-hmm. a talk in advance and he wasn't reading off yeah. of a teleprompter. And so it was like from the heart. And mm-hmm. I actually kind of prefer those kinds of talks the best where it's just somebody up there saying what's like in their heart and mm-hmm. like not prepared and not like, right. It's, it's like, sometimes I feel like general conference talks, they're saying I'm writing scripture right now. And so they're really like, detailed about everything they say because they want people to study okay. their talk. And I okay. love that President Ballard was just kind of like, I love Joseph Smith and this is why. And I love you guys yeah. and this is why. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I did feel like it was just a testimony. I do think he put thought into it. I mean, I think he he had in his yeah, mind yeah. What, he, what points he was going to hit and stuff like that. I did also think, though, we're never going to study this in Relief Society because it's just... <laughs> Like you said, yeah. it's not like a lot of, but it was simple and it, and it was pure, but, um, and I do, I do like that he was just able to, to speak from his heart, but yeah, it was also kind of Do you basic. remember back in the, do you remember back in the day, Elder David B. Hate would just like get yep. up there and just start talking and yeah. you're like, where are we going with this? Where are we going? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. miss that sometimes. So I, yeah, it was good. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to hit on Quentin L. Cook. Um, He's one of my favorite um, apostles, even though we're not supposed to have favorites. And I know a lot of people think he's maybe sort of boring, but he's from Cache Valley where I'm from. And so I've always just kind of listened to him a little bit more. But he made a point, and I think Elder Eyring was kind of hitting on this same point later on. But um, he said, the Lord provides his people a chance to prepare for the challenges they will face. And what I liked is because you hear in the church all the time, the statement, God will never give you anything you can't handle. And I'm like, yeah. that's not true. He absolutely will give you things you can't handle. The whole point is that many, many things you can only handle with the Savior as your guide. And a lot of people point to Nephi's statement, which Elder Eyring brought up, where um, where he said, like, I went before not knowing, not knowing beforehand the Lord, how the Lord would prepare a way for me. Um, and I just think a lot of people say like, yeah, the Lord will never give you anything you can't handle. But no, the truth is he'll prepare you for the challenges that you're going to face. If you're listening and covenanting and paying attention, he'll prepare you for those challenges. But that doesn't mean that you can handle them then on your own. Yeah, he never gives you challenges you can't handle with his help, right? He, right, right. He, he qualif- just like in a calling, he'll qualify you for that calling. You might have a right. challenge that you face. That you can't handle that, but he strengthens mm-hmm. you and makes you able mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I and I just like the prepare ahead of time principle because because mm. you know yeah. sometimes you're living in your life and you're not in a deep challenge and and you know you try to use those opportunities to serve other people and to look around you, but those are also periods of preparation that the Lord is is blessing you with. So I think that's a cool thought. So for me, Elder Cook is one of those that when he's speaking in conference. It's hard for me to kind of like get anything out of it. But whenever I read mm-hmm. it after conference, I'm always like, wow, I get yeah. what he's saying. Like for me, reading yeah. his talks is different than listening to him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Yeah, for sure. So a little bit on contrasted, sorry, to Elder Uchtdorf, who when he speaks in conference, it's so easy to follow. Like you're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's fun. Right. Well, so just back to the Elder Cook and then the Henry B. Eyring thing. Um, Mm -hmm. As Henry B. Eyring was speaking, I was reminded that this would be five years ago now. The Deseret News ran a story about how his wife has dementia and how he paints pictures to try to help her with the dementia. And and then one of the two people that was released this conference as an Area Authority 70 was his son, Henry J. Eyring. And uh-huh. the rumor that I heard is because Henry J. Eyring also has dementia. And I just oh, thought- Oh, that's difficult. Yeah. I thought Henry B. Eyring is going through struggles. And as he's giving this mm-hmm. talk, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of the general authorities, when their wives pass on, they'll remarry because they, have, they need that strength and support right. that they can get from a spouse. And Henry B. Eyring has a spouse that's requiring a lot of help and strength and support from him. And it's been that mm-hmm. way for a long time. And it just sort of like hit home. Like we think that members of the Quorum of the Twelve and the people that are speaking to us in general conference, we assume that things in their lives are just so put together and so good. Yeah. And when they say things like life can be hard, life can be like everybody has their own struggles. We sort of say, yeah, but you don't know how yeah, tough yeah. it is for me. Yeah. Right, and I, yeah. I think sometimes we don't re- we don't realize how little we know about how hard life can be for them at times, and they're speaking mm-hmm. from their heart when they're sharing these messages. Hmm, yeah, that's really interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. Yeah, that's it's a really interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Um, speaking of, um, do we um, do we want to talk at all about um, President Nelson's health, President Holland's health? Do we just kind of want to wait and see what happens next session with an address from President Nelson? Yeah, I think they put out a statement. I don't, I don't know what there is to say about it. Right? They're both trying to heal and get better. I just looked at every. I looked at Ballard and Iring and Oaks, and I thought, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In politics, we talk about how old Biden looks. These guys right. look pretty old too, and. It's yeah, hard, right? Yeah. It's, it's difficult for them. Yeah, that's what I think too. Like they are, they have so much on their plate. And then when you stop and stand back, like they are very old men and and um, bless their hearts for all that they're doing. But yeah, it's kind of just kind of with what you said before, like even just health struggles of getting old are, are a lot to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this is something I noticed. Last general conference, they were so... Like the camera angles and what they showed you and didn't show you was so specific. It was like, we are not going to show you camera angles because somebody was in a wheelchair, right? And they really Mm -hmm. tried hard to not show camera angles that showed someone in a wheelchair. And I noticed this time, kind of like, we're showing everything and we're going to let you watch them shuffle around and we're going to let you see them like hardly be able to walk and people. And I thought that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I I do. I think it's better. Let's be real. Yeah. 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 So we don't have a lot of time left, Melissa. So do you want to finish with Elder Uchtdorf or um, a different talk? I loved Elder Uchtdorf's talk. I love um, the whole picture that he painted, all the perspectives of all the people in the parable of the prodigal son. One thing I wrote down, but I'm not sure about because I couldn't go back and check yet. Did he ever use the words prodigal son? Because I kind of think he didn't. I think he didn't. I think that's right. I think he, I think he refers to it as a... Yeah. 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 Because why, I think when you, think you say is? those words, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in it, but I just, I think, you know, you, you say prodigal son. I mean, he didn't even say, I'm going to start with this parable called the prodigal son. He just started telling the story. 
And I don't know, is, is there just something negative about that language? Or did he just want to bring us into a story in, a, in another way and not have us start with our already preconceived notions about what this story was? At, at any rate, I loved it. Yeah, so there's a person on Twitter named James Valentine, and he does these like kind of cartoon sketches, summaries of okay. the talks. And so uh-huh. I usually refer to him because he's got, it's interesting, but it's really good notes. And it's really clear from his notes that it was all about a certain man had two sons. Like that's the story he's mm-hmm. telling, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and in some ways, he just had a different take on the prodigal son. Uh, there's, yeah. I, it's rare that I hear the prodigal son being the story about me being the prodigal son. I hear it from the right. perspective of the father. I hear it from the perspective of the brother. And I love that President or Elder Uchtdorf was so personal in saying, we are all the prodigal son at different times in our lives. I have been yes. too, and you yeah. will be too. Yeah. And yeah. of course, it was so funny. Hashtag living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny. So do you think maybe Elder Uchtdorf does do his own Instagram account, his own Twitter account? No. He's on so- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, well, great job summarizing uh, the the Sunday morning session. Any yeah, any final remarks? Or... Yeah, it was great. Uh, hey, no, listener? just that I, I'd love listeners to reach out and let us know if they have any additional thoughts or things that we could bring up in our next recording. Yeah, that would be great. Let us know. We'd love to open our mailbag. It was it was nice to have this little interim opportunity to record a little podcast and connect with the listeners. So, hope you all enjoy the rest of your general conference. Have a great next session. Bye.